Here at Wachner Conan, we're committed to producing educational content to better inform our listeners, viewers, readers, and current clients on the myriad financial topics. Hence, this podcast. But we're also committed to education when it comes to the continuing education of our staff members. So in this episode, Polly Price began her journey at Walker Condon as a client service specialist, discusses her path to passing the Series 65 exam, the licensing needed to become a financial advisor, and a big step toward her goal of advising in a full-time role. Sit back, relax, it's time for some truth. Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth. Um, this, is, this is a fun one for us today, Mitch. It's, it's me and Mitch and our newly minted uh, financial advisor, Polly Price. Woo! <laughs> it's exciting because Polly. Hold on, hold on. We need a lot yeah, more I energy. See, that was, I know that Did, was such a. Was are you sure say, you want to be an advisor, Polly? <laughs> well, I was going to say that's that was nice of you to say that this is a fun one for you. This is a good one for <laughs> us. She hasn't been on one since we we were thinking about this before we started recording. She hasn't been on one since uh, like her introduction uh, when we first brought her on. So that that's and I think is it fair to say that um, maybe by coincidence but more by design that uh that was by uh intention polly that uh you have not been on one yeah i may have intentionally avoided these all right well here you are now (laughs) welcome back we're glad you're here (laughs) thank you me too (laughs) yeah so before we started uh recording here uh mitch was talking about the fact that he needs a haircut um yes because you're moving Yes. Yeah. So this is big news. And there's a lot of going on in the firm right now. There's a lot of like a lot, going you know, on. A lot of uh, development in, yeah. in the in the you know people's lives. It's pretty cool. Yes. I'm moving primary residence to be clear. I'm not moving, you know, different firm, nothing like that. Right. So when you right. say moving, I'm just going from Madison to Fitchburg. There you go. I'll have a different commute in the morning. Life will be good. More space for the kids. There you go. But with that, to the haircut comment, my clippers have been packed. Kaylee, my wife, usually does a wonderful job cutting my hair. But now it's, you know, getting a little scruffy. And, and this is when the grays come out. You can see the grays. Yeah. And then it gets longer. Distinguished. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Not, not the worst. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, never stops. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, moving. Actually, well, as of the day of this recording, we're, we're closing on the sale of our current home. Yay. Right. Yep. Okay. And then the following day, new chapter. Truck. New chapter. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, but this isn't about me. This is about Polly. <laughs> no, we can talk about you. That's fine. <laughs> we had a uh, uh, interesting conversation last night. Griff encouraged me to grow a beard. Are you going to? Actually, I I'm noticed you were not sure. shaving this morning. Yeah, I don't know because he 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 said because of the the house that we bought earlier this year and it has some land with it and it's uh, kind of out in the sticks. So he he was like, "Why why haven't you grown a beard?" Like he was it was almost like uh, this doesn't make sense to me. And so I was like, "Huh." Maybe over That's the winter. Call. I'm sorry? Maybe over the winter. No, no. Uh, next week, it's like highs in the low 90s. So that's what I think I'm going to try to like get right in, the, right in the thick of that with a beard because that seems like a good idea. I love and it. Clint Just going me, strong. Yeah, we have team photos, I think, next week. Danny, are those next week? Two weeks? Oh, two weeks. We have team I'm, photos. I'm going to say good luck because so I'm not going to be here next Clint's week. Clint's like, so. good, good idea. You're going to grow some weird beard for our team photos in oh, two weeks. I love weeks, it. So. Dan can edit that out. And, and not only, I'm going to comment on the land comment. Not only does Nate have land, but currently there are goats on yeah. said land. There are 41 goats on the property right now, uh, clearing out some of the evasive species in the front yard. Well, front, the front part of the property. Uh, and uh, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting. I, I went out this morning to make sure everything was all right. And everything was okay. And uh, they sleep incredibly close to each other. 
Really? Like right on top of each other. Is that a warmth yeah. thing? Yeah. Well, I think it's yeah. probably from a safety thing. Because sure. then they could stay together and, yep. you know, it's, it's harder for predators and things like that. But it was just interesting to go out there and just see this big, you know, mass of goat. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Can we yeah. somehow incorporate, you know, an image from I have a front photo. yard to yeah, in the photo. weekly right. newsletter or something? You should set up a goat cam. Oh, we should set up a goat uh, cam. That office. would be good. Cool. You already have that? the cams. You no, already have your right. trail cams. You're right. I could do that. Interesting. All right. Well, you know, we've divested long enough. So, um <laughs> Polly, tell us, uh, in, step back on this. So the reason why this is happening right now is because Polly on July 1st uh, passed her Series 65 exam, uh, which gives her the ability to uh, be a full-fledged financial advisor. So first of all, congratulations on that. Thank you. Okay. Um, that is not an easy accomplishment for uh, anybody that uh, is not familiar with the industry. That is a difficult uh, uh, test to pass. So... Uh, just tell us about it. Like, what what did you think the exam was going to be? What did it end up being? Uh, don't disclose any questions on the right. podcast because I'm sure the, uh, <laughs> they, the they governing, don't like that. Governing <laughs> bodies would have a hard time with that one. I think I blacked out enough to forget sure. the exact questions anyway. So, um, yeah, the exam was I would say on par with like how difficult I thought it would be. Sure. Um, so 130 questions. Ten of those are or 140 questions. Ten of those are unscored um yeah I probably spent about two months prior to the exam like really studying for it like any free time I had which is very limited with a one and a half year old um but if you don't mind me interjecting those yeah. last two months at that point it was all review though because you were studying yeah well before right. then right so you already got through all the content and then that yeah. last two months was the course you took and then right. kind of the, the review of everything that right. you've learned. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I'd been kind of reading through textbooks for almost two years, even kind of before I started working here. Right. Um, but yeah, the last two months prior to July 1st were just like lots of practice quizzes and practice exams. I took a review course through Kaplan the month of June. That was very helpful. I would highly recommend to anyone who, I mean, I don't know about their other licensing exams and how well Kaplan does, but it it was great for the Series 65. Um, yeah, so then sat for the exam that Friday for 4th of July weekend and hope for the best. Well, and it wasn't just 4th <laughs> of July weekend, but what else did you yeah, do Yeah, so I, I kind of purposely scheduled the exam because that weekend, the 2nd and 3rd of July, was, I said it before, but my husband and I are huge Dave Matthews band fans. And so we had, we were going to um, the two day show at Alpine Valley that weekend on Saturday and Sunday. So I knew if I passed the exam, it would be great. I could celebrate everything that would be off my plate for the weekend. If I didn't pass the exam, I would, you know, be able to at least have something else to look forward to. <laughs> so it worked out for the best. And um, your, your progression um, from, your former life to joining WalkerCon and, and then, you know, into the exam. I mean, we think that that's a, a path that makes sense for people because you learn things like what does a, you know, how does an IRA differ from a Roth, differ from a trust account, right? How much help did working here uh, give you in, in passing the exam and just the understanding of how kind of the real world practice of this industry works as opposed to, you know, passing an exam, which those two other things are, are not necessarily parallel. Right. 
Yeah, that's a good question. And when I first started, when you and I sat down, Nate, I remember you telling me that, like, you could take this exam and pass it, but there's, you know, so much else in this industry that, you know, you know, you won't need for the exam or won't be on the exam that you will need for the industry. Um, and definitely saw a lot of that. Um, working here definitely helped. I mean, probably the last section, like the, I can't even remember what it was titled, the, like the fourth chapter of, of the exam content is all about like client profile and client relationships and actual accounts. Um, and that working in the job that I have currently was beyond helpful because it felt like that section was like, I didn't have to review it as much as the yep. other parts because I was doing it every day. So, you know, that was very helpful. Yeah. Um, just so people understand where you're, you're kind of where we have you charted, if you will, from this point forward, um, you know, you're, you're with the, what we refer to as the domestic team at WalknerCon and because we have the um, Keith, Stan, and Sill, um, and most are over on the international side helping expats. Um, you were helping that team um, and did, did a great job for our, quite a while. Uh, and, and now you're back on the domestic side and getting much more involved in meeting with clients and kind of getting that part of, of the, the, uh, the learning curve under your belt. What are you most excited for? Probably working with clients from start to finish, like seeing the whole process play out of, you know, meeting with someone who, you know, takes their first step in the door as, you know, prospective client of ours, all the way to the end of actually, you know, funding their account and, and, and seeing everything invested um, and then continuing that relationship. I've been parts of pieces of that yep. and not always in order from one to 10. Right. Um, so that will be, I think, a, a huge part of the learning experience for me will kind of become fledged out in that process of putting everything that I learned for the exam to work in sense of how does it make sense for this individual client yep. and pulling from pieces of information I've learned along the way but then also like our process here, putting all those things together and kind of making that puzzle make sense in my head more yep. so. I'm excited for that. Yeah. And then the fun thing is too, not every client relationship is the same, right? right. So that's what makes the, right. the role really fun, right? Yeah. There's People have different challenges. They surely have different goals, right? There's some common ones, of course. Oh, I want to retire. Okay, mm -hmm. excellent. But there's a lot of different goals that we are trying to help people accomplish, right? You're going to see people come in from all walks of, of life, whether it's age or, or even just resources available, right? There's, there's so many different scenarios that makes the job interesting. And then tax code changes and legislation changes and all these things, right? right. So it, it always kind of keeps it fresh too. So right. seeing that process for one client might be very different than your very next client. Right. That's a really good because yeah. I think and that's a big part of why I love working here so much is because every day has been challenging for me in a sense of like it's been a challenge which I is good you know you want that growth you want to keep learning and um that like with each client each presents a different challenge which is exciting which is good you know to keep us growing to keep myself growing and learning in that sense 
Yeah, and I think I mean that that's honestly the reason why I got out of mortgages when I did because it, it just it, it started to look too similar. You know, every refinance looked basically the same. The home purchase side was a little different, but I mean, it just it just lacked that variety. And I think that that's a great point that you bring, Mitch, is that you know every every client situation is is uniquely different, and and even though there are similarities, it's it's different simply because all of our lives are different in how they work, right? And so I think it, it, it's it's an interesting it presents an interesting uh, canvas to be able to to work on every day and to see okay, you know, this person needs this and this other person needs that. And they might need the same things, but how you go about getting that could be completely different because of their, their situation. So what, one thing we were talking about yesterday at lunch, Polly, was continuing ed, essentially. So you've been studying, like I said, for a couple of years, really, towards the 65. Yeah, you had your kind of the crash course in the last two months there, leading up to July 1st. And then you were asking, you know, now what, right? And, and there's, there's CEs that you'll probably, you know, have to gather over time, right, just to, to stay in, in go to good order with the, the bodies that be, you know, the regulatory bodies that be, um, and, and reading books on the side and things like that. So, so now that you've done a decent amount of studying over the last, you know, year plus, what, what is next kind of in the continuous learning environment for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Like you said, yeah, a lot of it's just like on my own time, kind of diving into maybe a little bit more enjoyable reading than just like there a we go. Kaplan textbook. <laughs> but oh, you, like, didn't, you didn't just buy more <laughs> Kaplan books? <laughs> Not currently. I didn't throw mine out, though. I, I plan on referencing it and probably going back and skimming through it at some point in time. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I plan on leaning on you guys a lot for, yeah. you know, bouncing questions off of you and just, you know, explaining concepts to me and, um, you know, helping explain to me why you've done this right. for this scenario or, or this for this scenario. And um, we have a lot of opportunity at this firm um, for even, you know, not necessarily like sanctioned continuing ed, but like along those lines of, um, you know, even, yeah, I, I don't have like a, this is what I'm, this is my next challenge in yeah. the back of is my mind. Is it still too fresh? Is the test still too, too Not recent? Really. Honestly, mm -hmm. I, I was thinking about it. I was like, man, it hasn't even been a month yet, but it feels like it's been so long already, which, you know, is scary in the sense of like, I don't want to lose all that, that knowledge that um, I gained, you know, even if, even if it was like a crash course the last two months, it, you know, it was definitely beneficial to me in the long run. Um, so I don't have like a single goal. I think it's just, uh, you know, sitting in and client meetings with you guys and, and right. walking through concepts. That'll be super helpful. And to me, that's the best way to learn this industry. Yeah. It really is. You, you, you just have to immerse yourself in, in, you know, text by way of you know, books and things like that. You know, live meetings, mm -hmm. you know, uh, situational conversations that we have within the office all the time. I mean, there's a day that goes by that we don't have three or four or five different, Hey, this came up with this client. What, is, what do you think of that? How you, you know, how would you handle this? I mean, that I think is, is the part of what makes this industry great is, is your ability to kind of look at each situation and then be able to work with, you know, the people that, that are in the office and say, okay, how would you handle this? How would you handle this? And kind of think our way through it. Um, and th that to me is, that's a pretty cool aspect of the job. Well, and the nice thing now with, 
with a couple things. One, just technology, the way it's advanced over over the years. But then two, post-COVID, there's so many webinars too. Like there's right. so many free webinars that have really good content. Now, now then becomes the balance of like ignoring the ones that you, you know, maybe don't need because we're getting emails daily on, on, Hey, you know, where's, what's this asset manager's view on the economy versus this other one. Right. And so you need to kind of balance that out a little bit, but, but with webinars, it makes it really easy to get, whether it's an economic update, a fixed income update, you know, insert topic here. Right. And you can just sit down over lunch, you know, eat a sandwich and continue learning to your point. Sometimes you can actually get CE credit for it, but continuing ed is, is formalized on one side. You get the CEs. Yeah. Then, and then on another side, it's just, no, I'm just trying to enhance my knowledge. Right. Right. So, and it's interesting because you come up with some really, some, some really, not every case, but in a lot of cases you come up with some things that are, that kind of make you open your eyes. You're like, wow, I didn't, you know, I've been doing this 16 years now. And I'll come across stuff all the time where I go, I was, I I didn't realize that had that influence on this thing over here. Um, It's interesting how you, you pick up these little nuggets of knowledge as you go along. I I just read in the journal over the weekend, um, a woman uh, gave a $465,000 donation of, of artifacts to a museum. And because their account, her accountant didn't include language having to do with the fact that she didn't get anything in return for that. That was a non-deductible item. Ooh. She lost a $465,000 deduction because that she did not have that. And in the, and it said they, they went to court over it to say, what was the end result? Here? Yeah. They went to court over it. And the judge said, sorry, this is, this is literally written that stringently within the law that you didn't include this language. And even though the, the, I think there's a museum that she gave the artifacts to after the fact said, no, you know, here it is we, she didn't get anything. Didn't matter. They said at the time that you did this. Mm. So little, little things relatively speaking, right? Little things like that, um, where you go, wow, I, I, I was not aware of that. And so it's just one of those interesting scenarios that come up and i Probably won't forget that now moving forward. And so two years from now, five years from now, if somebody's like, hey, we're going to do a big donation, it'd be like, okay, hold on, make sure, you know, and yeah, it, it's just interesting in this industry how things change. Yeah, yeah. And how you learn. So, so Polly, what else is on your, your plate then for, for 2022 going into 2023? Because the 65 was a huge accomplishment, right? Mm-hmm. You, you sought out to do it. You did it, mm-hmm. right? And we talked about continuing and things like that. So that'll come with it. You're going to immerse yourself in more client meetings, but, but what else is, is kind of in store for the next little bit here? And, and this could be on the professional side or even on the personal side, right? Yeah. You have a little more time back because mm-hmm. you spend a lot of time studying as mm-hmm. we've already discussed in, in depth here, but what, what's running coming for you? Is running <laughs> coming back on like the docket? A little bit. Yeah. I'm getting back into working out and like <laughs> taking care of myself because I feel like it was like a bad year after and my husband, Bobby will confirm this, but like once our daughter was born, we were both just like, yay, nothing matters anymore. And like, just <laughs> it's like your survival mode for like the first few months. And then that like bleeded into, you know, studying for this. And it just felt like, oh, like I, you know, I can put working out, eating healthy on the back burner for a little bit. And now I'm like, ooh, I gotta start doing that again. <laughs> so yeah, getting back into running, which has been great um and just working on in general bird watching are we getting back into bird watching you, it's actually you, funny because um i took hadley 
our daughter to Picnic Point on Saturday morning, and we probably walked about a tenth of a mile, and then she, you know, didn't want to walk anymore. I just wanted to go in every other direction besides forward. Um, but we ran into a, like a group of bird watchers. Like <laughs> I was just like, oh, this is so cool. But then even like hanging out around them for like, mm, you know, list, kind of eavesdropping in the background, I was like, uh, this is too little nerdy for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, no, nah, I don't need to continue bird watching anytime soon. Um, no, uh, I don't know. I don't have any big plans, nothing. I would like to, you know, I thought about maybe signing up for like the Madison Marathon or something in the fall, but is that November? When is that? Ryan? It's always late. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's never November, makes sense to me. Like, and it, it's a cold do race. It so late? Yeah, yeah, I which that. is good. I think I would rather do that than hot. But um, have you done a marathon before? You haven't, right? Or you have? I have. Yeah, I've run Chicago oh. three times. Wow, three, three. Yeah. I've applied and never got, my name never got picked. Yeah, I used to run, the first two times I ran, well, I, every time I've done it, I ran with a charity. I think um, the first two times I ran with Lincoln Park Zoo, I used to work for them. And then the last time I did it was with Paws Chicago, which is like a anim, or a no-kill animal shelter that we actually adopted our, our dog through um, just to, because I needed to, I didn't get in through the lottery, like you said. So I, you can join through a charity and raise Chicago's nice like that because it's like the minimums for fundraising are lower than like say New York or I don't know if LA is like that too. But um, yeah, so I didn't get in this year for Chicago, but I have a good friend running it. So now my know. brother's done this before. I've never run a marathon. He's run a marathon. He did the Chicago one. Yeah. Uh, he he said that it's pretty brutal. He said that just Chicago? running a marathon, just running a marathon itself is pretty brutal. Like once you get to that like 20, 21 mile mark, where your body is just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like, it, 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 have you experienced that, or is it is it has it been easier yeah, for no. you from that standpoint? It's never been easy. I will say the actual like marathon, the day of, is the easiest part. Interesting. Of not easiest, but like the best makes it easier. Sure. Part because like training when you do like a twenty mile long run by yourself in like eighty five degree heat right. on like a Sunday morning, that's not fun. Right. Um. But There's the actual a lot of marathon is there. like, yeah, and I'm a super emotional person. So like every time I've ran, I'm I'm like, I've cried in certain parts. You know, you run behind someone who says like, there's a t-shirt that they're like running for their, you know, sure. spouse who passed away or something. It's just like, you just start like, <laughs> so yeah, I, I won't be doing one this year, probably maybe next year. I can, I can see what your brother's saying though, because most training programs have you run in 21, 22 mm -hmm. miles yep. max. Mm -hmm. Right. So then if it's your first marathon, you've a lot of times you've literally never run 26.2 right. miles in right. your life. And, and then, then all of a sudden you have to. Yeah. Right. And at my pace, that's like another hour of running. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> after right. after right. that, you know, after you hit that 20 mile mark, it's like you still got 6.2 miles to go. Yeah. yeah that's not, not a short. short yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. And then but you, Chicago's super flat. So I was just going to say really that nice. Madison course is not flat yeah. and I can speak from experience. I've only done one and it was in Madison yeah. and I, I missed my goal by six minutes. Oh, wow. That was brutal. That but, is tough. But I, I, I set a record, I think in the first half <laughs> and that's <laughs> why I struggled so bad. In the second, <laughs> I was running so fast. You're and like, I, I, just, got this. I just slowed down. Like, 
Yep. Danny, marathon? You ever done a marathon, Danny? No, no, no. Dan and I ran Crazy Legs, though, this year. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's good. That's halfway decent. I mean, what? It's like uh, eight kilometers? No, 10 kilometers? Uh, eight. What is, yeah, what it's is like Crazy Legs? It's like five miles. It's like five miles. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. An 8K. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's... Uh, yeah, that's that's not in my future. <laughs> no, no, not so much. Um, I will say back to your question though, as you know, because I golfed with Kaylee and then Clint's wife this week. I have been starting to golf a little bit more. Oh, yes, so. right, see. music to our ears. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> and hopefully a lot more of that. Kaylee, yeah, we'll so Kaylee's my wife for yeah. the the listening audience. Well, she yeah. probably doesn't have a choice because her husband is is obsessed with golf. Yeah, we're all obsessed. I mean, she's the, like, how are you not going to get in involved because you're just surrounded by you know people that are yeah. that are golf junkies. So. Right, I'm terrible, but it's been fun. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. you enjoyed it. Depends enjoy on the day. So we're all terrible yeah. depending on the day. So just, well, you know, yeah, but I'm time. like actually terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks. Ah, well, that's good. We're we're uh, we're happy to to uh, to have this podcast because it means that we get to introduce a, a big step in your career, and and that's exciting for us. It's exciting for you, I'm sure. It's exciting for us in our own selfish ways because it's pretty awesome to be able to have uh, another um, female advisor on board and uh, somebody that's really fired up and passionate about the industry, and, and that's that's pretty cool to see. And because we've seen your development, which is awesome too, and that that's rewarding for us as a firm um you know when you started with us you didn't have any experience in this industry and now you feel like at least for me i'll speak personally it feels like you've got a, a ton of experience and you're kind of going into this next step just you're you're already at running at a good pace and it's just a matter now of just learning you know more and and kind of furthering that so that's that's pretty cool so once again congratulations thank you well done, Polly. Well done, and uh, we—if uh, you happen to see Polly, uh, you know, out on the street or out and out and about, uh, you know, congratulations would be appreciated. I'm sure. Uh, this will not, however, be your last podcast. So, no, no. With, with, as an yeah, advisor role, fine. now you are now you, you're you're in now. So, like it or not. So, um, well, thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll look forward to speaking to you again in another episode of Give Me Some Truth. Walker Accountant Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Registration with the SEC does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The opinions expressed by the participants of this podcast are their own and do not reflect the opinions of Walker Accountant Financial Advisors. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Thanks for listening, and for further information, please visit walknercondon.com.